Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Brian, thank you very much. Well, as we heard in the headlines, at least 60 people have drowned in the Mediterranean Sea after that overcrowded wooden fishing boat carrying migrants smashed into rocky reefs off the coast of southern Italy yesterday morning. Several children, including a newborn baby, were among the dead and Italy's interior minister who visited the scene said as many as 30 people may still be missing. Amy Kasman is Italy correspondent with the Financial Times and she joins me on the line with more now. Good morning to you, Amy. Good morning. So we had migrants from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, from Somalia, from Iran among the dead, but nearly half of them are from Pakistan. That we know, isn't it, at this stage? Yes, the Pakistani Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif in um, Islamabad had confirmed that about two dozen of the dead were indeed Pakistanis. And it's not known precisely at this point just how many people were on board that fishing vessel. But when you see the wreckage of the boat, Amy, it is hard to believe that it could carry so many people. Yes, I was saying the same to someone. I was looking at the picture of the boat. There is not certainty about how many were on it. Survivors of the trauma and the tragedy have given different estimates. Some say maybe around 170, 180. Others have suggested that it could be as many as 250. But if you see images of the kind of boats that are trying to carry migrants and make the crossing um, to Italy across the Mediterranean, they are often unbelievably packed with people. And you you do wonder how anyone would be willing to get on board such a boat as that for such a dangerous sea crossing. Mm-hmm. And, and they are absolutely jam-packed with people that would look like the slightest little wave would send people spilling over. And if we look at the map, we see that the, this boat seems to have come from Turkey, doesn't it? And that takes far longer than the well-worn route from North Africa up to Italy. That's right. The vast majority of migrants that um, come across the Mediterranean to Italy, trying to make it to Europe, come the Libyan route, which is basically a one day's sail. But this boat, as we know for the survivors, had come from Turkey and it is about a four to five days um, sail. And of course, then the boat broke apart just 150 metres from the coast. Now, tell me a little bit about what has been happening in Italy when it comes to migrant crossings, because we know that Italy's Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney, this was one of her planks in the election campaign, which she won, to deal with these migrant crossings. And there has been some conflict, hasn't there, between humanitarian organisations that are in the sea, carrying out search and rescue missions and her right government. So what has been the government response to this? So the government has put out a statement, Georgia Maloney put out a statement early yesterday morning expressing her deep pain and sorrow for the human losses, but then insisting that the blame for this tragedy lay squarely on the human traffickers that sent people across in, you know, obviously in incredibly precarious and dangerous conditions jam-packed onto a tiny boat for a four-day sail across the Mediterranean. And she has demanded, and she has said that her government is determined to put an end to such tragedies by preventing people from attempting to make this crossing. So she's, go on. 
sorry, Amy, I was just going to, to say that she lays the blame for at least, in part at least, on uh, organisations that run the search and rescue missions that patrol the sea trying to help people. She says that this encourages people to make this crossing. That's right. So, I mean, she has not blamed the NGOs and the humanitarian groups in this specific case. In this specific case, she's laying the blame squarely on traffickers. But she has an ongoing conflict with humanitarian organizations like Medicine Sans Frontiers and others that operate humanitarian search and rescue vessels in the Mediterranean, trying to intercept dangerously overcrowded boats before they get into severe trouble and before they drown. And she is trying to hinder their work. Her government has put all kinds of restrictions on these on these organizations that want to rescue people and is trying to essentially make it harder for them to intervene when they come across ships such as these. And she and her government does believe that these NGOs, by operating, by holding out the promise that if you're in a dangerously overcrowded boat, you're likely to be rescued by a humanitarian organization with a much bigger boat capable of carrying you safely to Italy, that you will undertake that dangerous crossing. So she's trying to stop these NGOs and humanitarian groups from working and carrying out search and rescue operations in the hope of deterring people from trying to take this dangerous crossing. So Amy, are people now asking whether those restrictions put in place by the Italian government might have led to these deaths happening at the weekend? So the interesting thing is that MSF, which actually just had their search and rescue boat impounded by the Italian authorities last week for 20 days, has said that in fact... The humanitarian groups are not mainly patrolling the route from Turkey. They are mainly patrolling the route from Libya because, in fact, the route from Turkey is so dangerous and so risky that very few people actually attempt to come from Turkey. The vast majority of traffic is, in fact, coming from Libya, and that is where the humanitarian organizations concentrate their efforts. So the MSF view was they were unlikely to have been there anyway, but they warned that if they are not allowed to carry out their search and rescue operations, there will be more tragedies, preventable tragedies such as this with people coming from the Libyan route. So many people are are coming to Europe via Italy, aren't they? So many more than last year. That's right. The numbers have increased dramatically um, despite Georgia Maloney's efforts to kind of restrict the humanitarian groups. So far this year, as of last Friday, more than 14,000 irregular migrants had arrived on Italian shores in the first two months of 2023. That is compared to just 5,300 that arrived in the same period last year. So the numbers are increasing dramatically. I'm looking at a BBC photograph of some of the survivors of this tragedy. They seem to be sitting in, in a in a grassy area. There's an ambulance there. They have blankets around them. Has anything been said about what's going to happen to those people who, who survived this? I don't think their immediate fates are unknown. I think NGOs are there trying to um, assist them, cope with trauma relief, immediate first aid and care. There are about 20 who are in the hospital. I think some quite seriously, you know, injured or with, you know, serious medical problems. Others are completely traumatized. There is a huge 
um, upswelling of sympathy and horror at what's happened. Italian media has described this as a massacre of migrants. So I think they will be taken into care. Many of them may be seeking asylum, and I assume we'll go through that process um, of trying to get asylum. But obviously, the trauma that they've experienced and this heartbreaking tragedy and the losses, I mean, there are, there's a 12-year-old boy whose entire family perished. He's the only survivor, parents and siblings gone. So obviously, whatever happens, they're going to be living with this trauma for a very long time to come. Amy, thank you very much. Amy Kasman, Italy correspondent with the Financial Times. Now, Dr. David Coleman will be here next to answer your parenting questions. If you have any questions, do get them into us 51551 or you can email todaycb at rte.ie. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.